Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. We're having some technical difficulties, Ryan. What's happening? Uh, I kept getting uh, stop signs when it was saying it was sharing to Facebook and YouTube, but I think we're over there now. I think we're getting. It's on Facebook. Now, so. I just I just looked at it. So. All right, good, good. We're we're where we need to be. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody had a great Monday. It seemed like a long Monday to me. I don't know, uh, but we got a big show tonight. Uh, got three guests, two different topics. It's going to be a big night. We've got first Tom. What's it? How you say Tom's last name, Ryan? Kazmersky. Kazmers, Tom Kazmersky, winner of the Tennessee Bass Nation 2022 event in 2021, of all things. Yeah, and yeah. It, Steve's tricky like that, man. Steve likes yeah. to he likes to get you on the years and things. And then we got uh, Blaine Upton from Queen City, who won the biggest bass of the Power Hour that Vinny Ferry put on, and Vinny's coming on as well to talk about the event. And also, he's going to drop some big news about something else he's got cooking uh, for 2022, another national ish i guess national circuit so we're gonna talk national about that. yeah we'll t- <laughs> i can't wait to get into that man i am chomping at the bit <laughs> yeah 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 so big stuff but before we do that we always like to talk about things that happened over the last week or the last weekend um and i think we're gonna get into that too but I want, we were doing a giveaway did i say something on the page about a giveaway revo revo stuff we're gonna give away some revo swag so yes that's a like, fact, and sh- yeah. like and share the the stream like and share our page uh, and get over and like Revo's page and we'll give away a pack of hat t-shirt and some other stuff that we have um, for sure but yeah what, what went on this week Ryan what would you talk about I guess there was a lot of reaction to our interview last week with the Bass Nation kayak series admin guys huh yeah I mean I think I think there was some fires left burning there uh, I, honestly I don't I <laughs> I think that interview probably hurt their stock more than helped their stock. I didn't really get the vibe like they cared too much about what the kayak world is like. You know, we just need to fish on the bank and stay out of the boat's way and have have our, <laughs> have our kayaks up there till the sun's high in the sky and not be out there with our little lights and our little boats <laughs> getting in the way. But I don't know. I mean, uh, overall, I think that that's going to, it's either going to have to improve and that mindset is going to have to change or it's going to go away. I think those are the, the two things that are, are going to happen there. They're not going to see a good enough return. You know, they're a prop for profit business. They're, if they're not seeing a return, then I think, I think it's it's gonna go uh, go like the dodo bird there. I tell you what, man, something that's gonna prop it up is the state nations. That are, <laughs> I well, mean, think about it. It depends what state you're in. Yeah, I'll say I'll say depending where you're at. Like Tennessee, they're doing it up big time. California looks to be doing their thing big time out there. Uh, there's some other states doing it too, but. I wonder what the disconnect is where I think bass could really lean on some of these guys that are doing it right in their States to make sure that everything's right. I mean, to be honest, I think it's because the people that are running the state stuff actually care that it's successful. Like Steve-O wants anything Steve-O touches. He wants it to be as big as possible, you know? So he drives the growth. He's super engaged. He promotes the hell out of these events. They screwed up by not signing Steve to a contract to run bass from the beginning. That was mistake number one but even on the west coast tim arthur while i hate to read any comment that he posts ever he cares about the the trail growing so he's constantly pumping it you know and that's what it takes to make this stuff grow texas kept theirs a secret 
And I just saw the results from their Texas Bass Nation Championship. It had 22 people in it. Oh, so wow. that's pretty on par with the rest of Bass. So yeah, can't, can't fix that part. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, everybody wants them to succeed, I believe, or most people do. Uh, we just hope they take some feedback that we've tried to give them and that the community's given them and take this thing up to the next level. So we'll see. Um, yeah, boy. What else went down this week? Oh, uh, I wanted to comment on that video you released today, man. That was that was legit. Thank you, sir. A lot Thank of good you. feedback on that. And, you know, I don't know who's watched that or not. Get over to Ryan's YouTube and check that out. I think he shared it on Facebook, too. But, man, that was some good content. What prompted you to do that? You just wanted to because stand I, I the mean, olive branch and help everybody well, no, just, I mean, like I said, like seeing – we've, we've seen it for a while. Like if you look at the top ten kayak anglers year after year, there's only like two maybe that are putting out any content. I mean, minuscule. Like there's so much room for improvement. Like these guys are missing out on so much opportunity – by not engaging with people and not putting out consistent content, not even trying a little bit. I mean, I, I think it, 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 you know, in this sport, we kind of need a wake up call. Like everybody talks about how, you know, these pro staffs or whatever, just handing out 15% discounts, 20% discounts. There's a lot of people that don't even work for that. I mean, much less money, but when Mark and Jordan accomplish these, you know, as far as kayak fishing career goes, these milestones, and they're, you know, they're not really met with a lot more opportunity. I saw Mark uh, got on with Pure, you know, and I know he had that conversation with him at ICAST. Congratulations, Mark. That's awesome. But, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for growth there, and if guys want it, you have to work for it. You have to you know, hustle and grind. And I mean, Christine's a great example. You know, obviously she's a successful female angler in our sport, but she works all the time. She's constantly, you know, fresh content, photos, video edits, tournament recaps, the whole nine yards. That's what it takes. That's why she's getting big checks and other people are getting discount cards. Amen. There. I mean, I've tried to piddle with content for a long time myself, and I watched the video and learned a ton. So uh, just some tricks that I didn't even think about, and I've been trying to mess with this for several years. So appreciate you doing it, man. That was good stuff. I hope I helped you, Jeff. Yes. Uh, and before we get time in here, there's a couple of sponsor announcements we need to make. Of course, we want to thank Dugout Bait Tackle and Western Sun, always supporting the show. Uh, we're giving away the Revo stuff, but Steve wanted me to mention Dugout's demo boats are up for sale. Oh, at uh, quite, and they have some 360s and some 180s uh, available. And to to get your hands on those, contact Steve or Nick directly, Nick McBride or Steve Owens directly, and they will fix you up on a demo boat. So there you go. You can you can contact me directly. I'll fix you up with a demo boat. I'll even autograph it. There you go. <laughs> For what that's worth. There you go. We'll break a bottle over the bow. Uh, but yeah, not, not much else went down this weekend, man. That I can that I can remember. Uh, you want to go ahead and get Tom in here? We got a big show. We got three Let's do guests. It. Let's and, do it. And a lot yeah, to, get, to go over. Burn so. it. Let's get him in here. Hang on, just a second. Let me change things around, and we'll get him in here. Like I said, everybody, we're running a little little like and share contest. So make sure you get that going and give the stream a share. There we go. All right, hey, <laughs> Tom, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to KB and Live. Thanks, guys. What's going on? Yeah, we're hanging What's in there, buddy. Name? How are you? Ah, uh, 
normal day back at work after uh, traveling all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, yeah, boy. Uh, well, uh, it's, <laughs> like we were talking about. I'm sorry. I just got a hilarious message. Um, you getting blown up over there? Christine, we're doing a podcast right now, so we're going to have to be hilarious later. So <laughs> she's She's got the fires burning, of course, as always. Tom, congratulations on your big win. Uh, I don't know how you did it, to be honest. <laughs> well, I had to I had to beat Adam Riser, you know, the the myth, the man, the myth, the legend on uh, Dale Hollow. So uh, it felt good to. Uh, Pull that off this year. <laughs> Y'all had better weather this year than last year, correct? Uh, I, I guess it depends. If you're a fair weather fisherman, sure. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't miserable, I think. I, I wish it was. Uh, I, I wish the water and I mean the air temps were great, but uh, I definitely wish the water was colder. But uh, group those fish up a little more. But you know, I think I think everybody would have had a little better experience there if it would have been a few degrees cooler but uh you know it is what it is when you show up gotta gotta catch them what did you do so i i talked to a guy he messaged me earlier apparently you guys launched together and had a pretty similar experience as far as your fish were gone like caught a couple fish or had a couple bites and then then the fish were were pretty much scattered after that they did um you know it was really weird uh the morning was like a, a flurry. Um, I mean, I had a limit at seven ten in the morning. Uh, I was actually going to go throw a float and fly. Um, I'm one of the guys that throw that bobber up there on Del Hollow. But uh, I was going to throw it, and I scanned a rock pile on the way down. Just I was like, man, I got to go check it real quick. And I checked it, and there was just tons of fish on it. And I was like, oh sling up there and see what happens and i caught a 14 and i was like eh maybe i'll get a limit and i can go fish with more, more confidence and uh next cast was an 18 and then 17 17 and a half and i was like eh, maybe i'll stay here and finish this out <laughs> so i i sat there and i don't know i caught six or seven off of it fairly quickly and uh i ended up just abandoning the float and fly because it's more of a low light deal and uh basically stayed on flats all day uh you know i i think i think one of the biggest things about del hollow uh especially if you've never seen it before is you know you've been there ryan when you show up everything just looks like fishing you know you're like oh my gosh this lake looks amazing and uh you know they live in certain areas they're not they're not just on every rock that you see because they're everywhere um so that's the the key for me is finding just small little places that, uh, you know, maybe the average person's overlooking, especially when you have, we had a bunch of bass boats on the lake. Um, I think there were three bass boat tournaments going on at the same time. So a lot I saw of, Andy Middleton's post. He said like, he's like, I swear like 30 bass boats have gone by me. I don't know how many are in this tournament, but not too many more can pass me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not even a big tournament on that lake. That's uh, I think it was the Billy Westmoreland, which is a smallmouth only uh, invitational only. Um, but it did come out of horse Creek. Um, you know, and that's, that's some great fishermen in that tournament, obviously, but uh, there was one up at uh, Lilydale and I think one out of star Creek also. 
So they kind of, I guess on our, you know, after kickoff, it wasn't probably 10, 15 minutes till, you know, we were surrounded by, by glitter boats, as everybody calls them. <laughs> and you came, you came from the glitter boat world, Tom. Uh, tell some folks like kind of how, how you started out fishing and especially in kind of the Atlanta area, you got to, to fish some tournaments that Jamie put on and even fish with the legend Carter Coza himself some. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm junior there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up out of a boat, uh, you know, prior to pond fishing in my younger years, but, uh, you know, here in Northern Atlanta, there's a real big trail on Altoona Lake. Uh, and I know everybody calls it the dead sea, but, um, we have Monday nights. We used to draw, you know, 110, 115 boats on every Monday night. We fish seven to 11 all summer long and, uh, it's the best of the best. And, uh, you know, there's no better way to learn than, uh, going out with those guys. Um, I got to fish with some real great fishermen over that time. I fished with Orlando Wilson a few times, uh, back then, uh, he was a local to our area and, uh, you know, Jamie Coza, Ted Gambrell, the Thurman's golly, there's, there's some, there's some hammers on that lake that, uh, it's funny. You put them on any lake and they'll catch fish. Um, guys that know how to take a really tough body of water and, you know, hone in on what's going on and, you know, find the best fish on that body of water biting. Um, but that's pretty much where I cut my teeth. And then, uh, we used to have some big bass boat trails here. Um, HD Marine, uh, we have BFLs and stuff like that. I've, I've never got into the, uh, draw tournaments cause I, I either like fishing with somebody I, I like and know, or, um, you know, I just rather not do it. I'm, I'm about having fun. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, that's, that's kind of where I got started. Um, I did real well in the boat world, uh, got busy with kids and sports and sold my boat and, you know, the dugout took on kayaks and Jamie's like, man, you need to give this a try. And I'm like, I'm game for anything. Let's see what this is all about. And, uh, actually just really enjoy it. Um, I kind of like the peace and tranquility of fishing out of a kayak. I like it that, uh, you know, sometimes we launch as groups and we kind of buddy up. Um, but also like just being out there by yourself, uh, just taking it all in. I mean, I've seen some stuff in a kayak that I'm pretty sure you know, I was doing 75 miles an hour past in a boat. So, um, it's, it's a different world, but it's a lot of fun. Um, you definitely got to learn how to manage your time and your area is better. Uh, obviously when you're in a boat, you, you know, you have the whole body of water that you can tackle, but, uh, and a kayak is, it's, it's, you know, I give these guys a lot of credit to get out there and kill it all the time. It's, it's difficult. It's hard to do. <laughs> let's uh let's talk about some of your fish man i mean everybody from the north thinks they're the only place that has smallmouth but ryan's always beating that drum about those tennessee smallies mm -hmm. uh, and i got a picture of one of yours right here let me throw it up i mean that's a that's a thick strong looking smallmouth that would probably pull as hard as any smallmouth you catch anywhere oh, um, tell us about that fish and that and that catch in particular man yeah that, that, that catch has a little bit of heartbreak in it um oh so, uh, just before that fish, I jumped one off that I'm pretty sure was an over, which, uh, in all my time on Del Hollow, I've probably caught maybe six or seven overs. 
Um, so explain explain to people what what the slide is on Dale Hollow for the guys. Yeah, that, so this an over is over twenty one inches. It is a true hammer stud of a small mouth. I mean, they're massive. Um, the the bites are hard to get to begin with, and then landing them. Obviously, I think everybody in this tournament experienced it. They almost have like rubber mouths, and if you're fishing deep, you really gotta you know you gotta lay the lead to them, man. You gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta stick them. Um, you know, the bites, uh, the bites easy because they knock 10 feet of slack in your line. When they hit it, they, they kill it. But, uh, you know, I've seen it in rivers with spotted bass before, you know, we have a ton of them here. They eat a lure so good, so hard that, you know, they lock their mouth down on it. You set the hook as hard as you can, you know, when that lead and that jig or worm or whatever hits those lips and you never, you never get a hook stuck in them. Uh, I've seen it over in Alabama a bunch. And uh, had some tough days over there with that happening to me. But they basically, you know, they'll they'll pull and bulldog on you for a second, and the next thing you know, they're over your head in a kayak, you know, jumping. <laughs> and uh, as soon as they open their mouth, the jig just falls out, and you're like, oh crap. But uh, there's a big stump that probably about twice the size of my kayak. I don't know. It's like a petrified stump that uh, I've caught a ton of fish off of over the years, and uh, I threw up there and had that one on and then frustrated and everything else I throw back up there and I catch that 20. So I was blessed to have that, but I'm sitting there looking at my inches and thinking of last year and I'm like, uh, that's going to hurt me. <laughs> so luckily it worked out. But, um, you know, even in practice, I'll tell you Del hollow, um, man, what a lake. Uh, there are so many 17 to 20 inch smallmouth in that lake. It's, it's not even funny. I, I've, I've had days out there of 60 and 70 smallmouth. Um, don't say that to the guys that didn't catch limits. You're going to, you're going to upset some people. Yeah, Not in this tournament, not in this tournament. um, (laughs) They left for this one. They, (laughs) yeah, no, I was, you know, I I was, I was catching probably 20 to 25 a day. Um, you know, and I I went and got on a large mouth bite one day. Uh, just, I never, I'm not a big fan of going up there and catching largemouth just because I enjoy, I mean, I rarely get to go, you know, smallmouth fishing. I'm, I'm in Georgia. We don't have them really. Uh, the lakes that we had to have them, the, the spots took over. But um, so when I go up there, I, I primarily target them. And uh, just knowing the history of that lake and how many 20-inch smallmouth live in there, I mean, I'll take my chances with trying to catch 100 inches of smallmouth because, I mean, there's buckets of them. Um, you got to fish around, you got to find secluded structure, uh, you know, stuff that's off the beaten path a little bit. I fish flats, you know, everybody talks about you're out there on those flats and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm out there on a flat, but I'm, I'm throwing it a, you know, a little 10 yard patch of rock. I'm not just fishing a big, massive flat all day. Um, so I, you know, I do my homework. I got up there Thursday and went and looked around Thursday, I actually threw a floating fly, um, I didn't post any of those pictures, but I had some 20 and a half, 20 and three quarter, 20 and a quarter on a floating fly uh, Thursday. Uh, but throwing a floating fly in a kayak is a goat roping. Um, <laughs> man. Do you use Jamie Coz's minnows by chance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a connection here, Tom. Yeah, it's the green night crawlers. Um, <laughs> that's the trick. They got to get the green ones. Um, 
but uh yeah no i you know throwing a floating fly is an amazing technique anybody that had never done it you know i recommend you even trying it on your home water i've done it on chickamauga uh and i've caught some hammers on that lake doing it in cold temps um we do it a lot in Georgia now. You know, there's a lot of guys here that kind of took on the pattern and, and win tournaments on it. Uh, we used to use nine and 10 foot rods. And then most of the guys here, when we started kicking their tails, they made the rule that we're not allowed to have over an eight foot rod in the boat. You know, they <laughs> the fast rules. So, Funny uh, how that works, isn't it? Yeah, you know. But, uh, <laughs> You're doing good. We got to make a rule. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You've won enough. So, um but uh yeah most of my fish in the tournament came on a jig and a kitek um you know i, I threw both a lot uh the kitek definitely was an earlier bite and you could get a lot of bites quick uh the jig you really gotta keep it in the structure on the structure you know dragging it around pretty much um so you know i caught, I caught a lot of fish on a jig too um but my flurry that morning was you know kind of set the stage of having confidence of being able to slow down and really work some areas where I knew the big ones were, were kind of hanging out at. Um, the, uh, you know, one of the big things I see in this tournament, uh, and me and some of the guys I stayed with, uh, some of the dugout guys, we all stayed together, Andy Middleton, Jason Alford, and uh, Josh Little, you know, in the, coming from the boater world, I've seen tournaments take off like this. You know, tournament trails take off and have a great following. Uh, and, Ryan, you hit the nail on the head. It's guys like Steve-O that make that happen. Um, we had some great trails here in the boater world in Georgia back in the day. And uh, it was all about the leadership, you know, the directors that were running that tournament. And, uh, you know, we had 97 anglers. You know, I went to the check-in. And all these people love Steve-O and Daniel and, you know, all the guys that are helping out. And that's what keeps those numbers up. That's what keeps people coming back. You know, when you when you see a tournament ran so well and all the sponsors, I mean, you got Seagar Line, you know, handing out, I don't know how many packs of line. Netbait had a box of worms. I actually wished I was going to win one. They had the NTH, the little uh, series that I really, really love. Um, didn't win any of those, but, um, and then you got Newport vessels, Dakota lithium, uh, ag pro Carl black. I mean, sponsors like, you know, getting sponsors like this to where, you know, every angler that shows up, they get something back. I mean, I've seen the success, you know, in the boat world of, you know, trails that did this and man, it'll just keep growing, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing the opportunity that these guys, you know, that this trail presents right now, I think uh, there's a lot of buzz about, you know, the Tennessee Bass Nation and the Georgia schedule. I mean, there's that Georgia lot. schedule looks legit. It I, is. I hate everything about Georgia, but that schedule looks great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Stetson Bennett, Ryan? <laughs> Hot garbage. Hot <laughs> garbage, son. That's fine. You know, it's it's funny, though. You know, I was looking at that Georgia schedule and, you know, every one of those tournaments, I don't care how how much you know about a lake or don't know or how, you know, how good you are on that lake. 
the times they're hitting those lakes in Georgia, and I don't know as much about Tennessee, but I love the lakes that I see, and I, you know, I'm going to try to fish more of them. I, I just love going to Tennessee and fishing. I mean, I, you guys have a great fishery up there, period. Um, you know, other than chick, Brian, there's, there's more you can, honestly, you can have chick to be honest. <laughs> I'm fine without it. But, um, you know, they are hitting like Lanier, Eufaula, Clark Hill, uh, and they're hitting these lakes when these guys are going to catch, everybody's going to catch fish. Um, there's going to be tons of fish caught and it's going to be anybody's game to win those tournaments. And to me, that's, you know, I mean, I love tough conditions. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm one of the guys that I want it so tough that, you know, everybody's struggling. And then, you know, I just try to struggle through that. Um, maybe that's why I'm a wintertime fisherman. A lot of people struggle in the winter. Uh, I, I love winter. I mean, it's my favorite, favorite deal. But, um, you know, looking at that schedule in Georgia and then the one in Tennessee. And then, like in Georgia, there's some other clubs that have partnered in there. So it's either it's going to grow that trail even bigger. Um, man, I, I just think there's such big things to come. And uh, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm thankful for Steve and Daniel doing what they do because let me tell you something. That is a thankless job. You know? Amen. Amen to that. I mean, man, that's a, I've never heard a guy say I want to be a tournament director when I grow up. You know. Yeah. Steve O freaking loves it. He can't get enough tournaments to run. Every time I turn around, he's got some other. There's another, and it's not been announced yet, but we'll have him on when it is. He's got another big tournament to announce. But Steve O just, he's like a magnet. They just, they run to him. Yeah. But he does a great job and he cares. And, you know, that that keeps him him occupied, keeps his gears turning. Yeah. All those things are the keys to success in in the tournament. You know, I mean, that's, it'll, it'll be a, I think, I mean, I'm looking forward to it all. I, you know, I want to go to Center Hill. I've never been there before. Um, Center Hill's a you'll if you like Dale Hollow, you'll like Center Hill. Center Hill is a deep, clear water highland reservoir, bluff walls, a lot of smallmouth, and a lot of spots. It's a it's a fun lake to fish for sure. I can pass on the spots. We got plenty of those here. Hey, they some there's some nice ones. They like to eat things that are on top of the water too. That's uh they put on a pretty good show first thing in the morning. Oh, there you go. Well, that we got, that. That sounds like fun. So got a couple more things for you, uh, Blaine and Vinny. I see you in the in the waiting room. Don't worry, we haven't forgot about you. I will see you in there. Uh, <laughs> I canceled one, Vinny. I, I called Vinny off tonight. <laughs> Number one is there's like four comments saying you look like Edwin Evers. Have you heard that before, Tom? Uh, no, I haven't heard that before. I got I got told I, I've been told I look like uh, Tom Glavin a bunch. Tom Glavin, okay. Uh, Going back a little bit. Cool. I thought they meant Edwin Minor. I was like, dang, that's that's yes. rough. That's what I thought at first. I'm like, what am I not getting here? And then someone threw the Evers in there. On top I know. I saw that. I was like, Edwin. Edwin got Edwin didn't even catch a limit up there. Don't compare yeah. Tom and Edwin. Yeah. Edwin's got uncombed hair and a ter- 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 terrible mustache. He didn't look anything like this. Well, guy. If, oh. if I could have Edwin's stats and Hobie, I would be. I would. I would take that compliment. Hey, rookie. Rookie yeah. season's over. Edwin's back to Edwin's back to mortal now. Sophomore slump. Yeah. Coming up. You got to get him while you're doing, man. When you're hot, hit them all. Yeah, man. Uh, then the other thing I was going to ask you, you said you came from the boat, boat side. So here's the picture of the of the, the way in and the big check and all that. Uh, coming from that side, and I know you've been around kayaks a little bit now, how does the ROI stack up? I mean, I know you don't win $100,000 at a kayak tournament necessarily, but 
to go to a state Bass Nation event and pull twenty five hundred dollars for you know a pretty mediocre entry fee. Uh, what do you think about the ROI on these uh, events? That entry fee is tiny. Um, yeah. You know, and not to make that seem little, but um, so in the boater world, uh, you know, most of our pot tournaments to win those kind of checks, you know, you were hitting a two hundred and fifty dollar entry fee. Um, now, back in the glory days before the recession, all that, like HD Marine, uh, you know, I want a boat in HD Marine. I want a boat in English Choice. Uh, but we were we were at three hundred dollar entry fees. Um, and you were fishing against, you know, 200 sticks. I mean, there were 50 guys in that field that fully expected to win that morning. It was a, a lot of things going your way to make it work out. Um, but, uh, you know, even the pot tournaments, this, like if you, I guess something that, that, you know, that the tournament this past weekend could be compared to uh, would be like a BFL, right? So a BFL entry fees, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And I think top prize is maybe five grand. Uh, but you're also going to fish against 150 to 200 guys. You're going to have a guy in the back of your boat that probably doesn't know what in the world he's doing. Uh, and frustrates you all day. I don't fish those. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, you know, for a $70 investment to have an opportunity to win, you know, a grand in the boat world is a, is a big deal. Like Monday nights, I think, you know, our entry fees were like 70 bucks and uh four hour pot tournament, you were fishing against 60, 70 guys that could all win at any moment. And you'd walk away with $1,200, $1,500. And big bass would be, you know, however many guys got in the pot, won a mandatory pot, but you know, you'd probably win another five, $600 in big bass if you won it. So if you, if you look at the, the ROI on this tournament, uh, pretty much, you know, I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, you know, I didn't burn a hundred dollars worth of gas. I, you know, I don't know, 300 motors sitting on the back of my boat. I right. uh, you know, the expenses were, are minimal compared to the, you know, what you can win in, in the kayak uh, thing. And, and looking at, you know, all the kayak tournaments I fished, you know, dugout has their online series right now going on. It's a $30 entry fee. Uh, if you do well, you get to qualify for a championship where last year they gave away, you know, you won a kayak. Uh, I think every angler in the championship got probably a 200 to $225 rod. Um, you know, and then every week they do drawings to where guys are getting $15, $20 gift packs. You know, I mean, everything I'm seeing in kayak world, you know, Man, it's a, it's a huge blessing to all the anglers is to, you know, just having an opportunity to get something back, right? Uh, you know, and when you win, you win big. Uh, but even if you don't win, I mean, you know, shoot, third place, that's a lot of money for a $70 entry fee to me. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, it's, it's, it's big. I can, Obviously, they had 97 anglers, so that grew it, you know, that grew that pot big. I can attest to the online thing because uh, I've entered it a couple times just to support the cause, even though I had no chance, and I've won something three different times. So I've gotten some Spro stuff, some Fish Head stuff, uh, and then Fish Head stuff again. So uh, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. You're well, and you look at you know the the Bass Nation in Tennessee. Um, I think uh, I want to say like the dugout donated four SLX rods 
So there's, you know, four guys that won Shimano SLX rods. I think that's, you know, I, I don't even know what those cost, but a couple hundred bucks, maybe 150 bucks. I don't know. Um, I mean, there was a lot of stuff won for, you know, I mean, I've seen people pay that much for a raffle ticket, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, when, yeah. No, it's definitely worth showing up for just, I mean, just to have your name in the hat for the prizes. Right. I mean, it's, it's a, to me, it's a, it's a great thing. And then, you know, you got to look at the big picture too. I mean, I think most of these guys are looking at fishing this trail as a whole. So, you know, you got a championship. There's going to be a, I mean, you start drawing 97 kayaks to each one of these tournaments, that, that championship pot's going to get huge. Um, and then you look at, you know, Newport Vessels. They're giving away a motor at the championship. Uh, I think the Dakota's, I think it may be a package with, uh, you know, a Dakota lithium battery and the Newport Vessels. So, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's the whole kit there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was about to say. And, you know, that's what I'm running on my kayak now, and that motor is amazing. I love that motor. You don't get any crazy air codes. You don't have to spray it with WD-40 and flip it upside I'm down or anything. To say that stuff, man. I've already been oh, blasted. Oh shit! Sorry, you didn't, uh, Tom. I said it. I don't. I don't carry WD-40 in my boat anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you, I mean, you know, Hog Farmer. I see that up there now. Man, they gave away a ton of packages too. I mean, all the sponsors, man. I think Carl Black's putting in like a thousand dollars for the year for, uh, you know to be split out differently throughout the tournament. I heard Carl Black gave Steve-O a truck. I heard that was their sponsorship, is they gave Steve a truck to drive. Leave it to you, Ryan, to start shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, pal. Yeah. Steve just sent me these picks, so I wanted to, to slide them in there before we, uh, yeah. Steve's yeah, always on it. You know, and yeah. that, that's a great thing there. So if you look at that 10th place, uh, there's not a lot of tournaments that pay down that far in the boater world but i mean you technically got your money back if you were in the top 10. it's a good return and congrats to daniel davis like daniel's been you know part of our local club and helped us out in cast you know daniel keeps the entire tennessee state organization (laughs) on a chalk line he is meticulous on details and he is running the tennessee bass nation portion this year. So Steve O's actually over the Georgia Bass Nation. Uh, Daniel is running, he's running the Tennessee Bass Nation. So congrats, well, Daniel, tell, on your first big one, buddy. Every angler there uh, has a lot of love for those guys. The integrity that they, you know, that they carry around with these anglers. I mean, it's like you said, Ryan, and, you know, uh, BASS, you missed the mark. <laughs> yeah. You should have signed these guys up. Yeah, they should have. Uh, you know, and who knows? Nobody wants to listen, Tom. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants I to know, listen. man. I, you know, when you see people that they walk into a room and, uh, I mean, everybody there has no qualms with them, likes them. Uh, you know, you can just, it just kind of told me, uh, Jamie and I were talking about it today at the dugout. He's like, what do you think? And I was like, I was like, man, Steve and Daniel are like good people. I mean, you can instantly get it when you meet them. I said, but there's all these guys that feel the same way, you know, what I saw this weekend of being around them more than, you know, I haven't been around them. I haven't been around Daniel that much. I've been around Steve more, but um, when you're around people like that and you see people, you know, that I, it's just that integrity, man. It's, 
it's impressive, and I think it, it's going to bring big things to this series for Georgia and Tennessee both. I agree. Tom, congratulations on your big win. Lean back a little bit. Show us that dugout hoodie. Those are available online right now. Yeah. Uh, fresh in stock. They have the regular right. camo and the black camo as well. Um, we're going to get these Queen City boys on here and uh, let them spit some jargon at us. Okay. Appreciate you Tom, guys. Thanks so much, man. Great to meet Congrats, you. Congrats, buddy. Congrats. Yes, Thank you, Jeff. All right. Let's get these fellas in here real quick. Boom, boom. There they are. What's going on, boys? What's All right. On? Hey, th thanks for waiting, fellas. Patiently waiting there, listening in on the, <laughs> on the deal. Uh, glad you guys came in tonight. Last week, we meant to give the Power Hour a shout out, and uh, we forgot to. So I'm glad we have you on this week to talk about the aftermath of it and what, what uh, we got coming down the pipe. So. I don't know where we want to start, Ryan. You want to start with the, the Big Bass winner, or you want to start with the recap of the event? I want to know what the Power Hour is in general. Okay. I sat and watched the damn thing, and I couldn't figure it out. What is it, Vinny? Explain. <laughs> uh, so, new format in the kayak <laughs> world. Um, it was a no-limit event featuring a Big Bass hourly payout of $1,000 an hour throughout the day. So, we had eight $1,000 payouts, and then we paid out the top eight anglers as well with $1,000 and a brand-new native watercraft for the overall first place. Okay. So it was a tournament and a big bass. So it wasn't like Sealy's big bass or whatever. It was a tournament coupled with a big bass competition. Yes. Gave you plenty of options on how you wanted to go about your day. If you were going to go for one big hook set, like Mr. Blaine over here, or you were going to go for numerous spotted bass or, you know, mediocre size, large mouth, catch 20 keepers and go home with a thousand dollars either way multiple ways to win so yep. hourly big bass with a major league fishing style total victory pretty much pretty much okay. and we were very pleased with uh the overall event and how it worked out so okay yeah good stuff um we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go blaine caught a freaking giant to, and yes, took the did. overall title right let me see if i can find that picture of it boom uh, i just love that you guys are telling uh saying that blaine's a Queen City member. I'm glad that we we gained Blaine this weekend. All right. Well, he, he was he was a member did for I, the weekend. I didn't call him names, did I? I still think you're a stand-up guy, Blaine. He's I wearing pink. He's wearing pink sweatpants. I just assumed. <laughs> oh, he fits no. in. I mean, he's... <laughs> no, you know, now he's got to have on at least at minimum joggers, if not full-on leggings, to be a Queen okay. City member. Okay, my bad. Well, well, look at that giant man. Tell us about tell us what you thought of the event, Blaine, and then then tell us about this big and he caught there. <laughs> Man, having the multiple routes to go about winning money was super cool because in my head, you know, I ping pong back and forth with, okay, do I want to go catch a bunch of keepers or do I want to go for that big bite? And my wife is from Central Florida and I go there a lot. And man, one thing I've learned there, big bite's pretty fun. So I decided to go down to Santee and, uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, the event itself, the format is so much fun. I've fished a lot of stuff like that in the in the bass boat world because that's where I come from. But, I mean, man, just like I said, having that option was really cool. I, it was it was awesome. So how did this work as far as eligible water? This wasn't what was this one body of water or was this multiple bodies of water? So it was actually 16 open bodies okay. of water spanning okay. from uh, the mountains of North Carolina all the way down to Santee in South Carolina. Um, it was every lake that Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing has fished in 2021. 
So I thought it was something like that because I remember reading somebody saying it was worth me driving to Santee, and I was like, "How? What? <laughs> well, you know, people are posting posting pictures like up in the mountains, and then and then some dudes like it's worth me driving to Santee." I was trying to do the math on that, but I wasn't completely sure on what the layout was. Yep, we opened up plenty of water, and uh, I think it worked out to where we're going to keep that format. We're going to give guys plenty of options. Plenty of options as far as type of fish and species, size of fish known for that body of water, and then differences in location spanning a, a difference of almost 400 miles. Wow. It's kind, of, it's kind of a hybrid then. You know, it's not just a statewide free-for-all, go anywhere you want. It's defined multiple yeah. bodies of water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's always a list of eligible waters. So, Blaine, tell us, how'd you catch that giant, Sonny Boy? Man, uh... Flipping and pitching. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a grass guy. I like to fish grass, as you can see in the background of that picture. And mm-hmm. they had sprayed the whole area that I was going to fish. And if you know anything about fishing grass, if it's dead, it ain't worth fishing. So my stubborn self continued to work my way back in that creek. And in the very back of the creek, there's this one little five foot bright green still alive grass mat over about four and a half feet of water and ounce and a half tungsten weight three out flipping hook and a uh, strike king rage bug i flipped in there um twice without getting bit my the wind had blown me up beside it and i mean i was literally right up beside it and i took my rod and i just re- leaned over and set it in the mat and dropped it through honestly you know at that point i'm just like i'm up against it whatever and I picked up on it, and right when I did, I felt wham. Uh, leaned back into her. The braid started making that, uh, as I call the song of my people. And uh, I pulled that <laughs> Damn. Giant out. Of Here we go. Here we go. I boat flipped her. She hit me in the shins. You I, ain't got a net, boy. I do, but when you continue oh flipping with that braid, man, it's better to boat flip them. I've lost more fish at the boat doing that, trying to lift mm. them and trying to mm. net mm. them and all that with the with all that grass and everything and just a small hook. So, anyways, I boat flipped her. She hit me in the shins, and I fell down, and I kicked her out of the boat when I fell down. <laughs> what? And then I Wait, pause, pause, again, pause, pause. Did you have a GoPro yeah. going or anything? No. Ah. Oh, hey, I, listen. I just posted a great video on YouTube. Go watch that shit. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make you some money, kid. Uh, All right, no, continue, dude, continue. I mean, <laughs> it it was really awesome. I got her in the boat, and I didn't realize how big she was until I got her in the boat. And I mean, I unhooked her. I put her on the board and her head was kind of over the fence and I looked down and it was at 21 and I put the rest of her down and it was right at 24 and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is a giant. And so I got a couple pictures, went to submit her. Uh, Attorney X kept crashing on me because I didn't have it allowed (laughs) to get all my photos. And I'm so glad we didn't bring Dwayne on tonight to tell us about error, the new Tony X not <laughs> complete user error all on me. So I call Vinny and I'm like, really, I don't know what to do, dude. I'm freaking out. And I was like, dude, I got a 24 incher in my hand. He's like, dude, calm down. He's like, just close the app, look at your settings, be, be a normal person. So I went about it. And I found the, where the setting was off. I fixed it and submitted her and within a couple minutes i saw that she was accepted uh called another angler that i had put in at the ramp near me and i'm like dude you i know you're paddling too by the way paddle in my hand no pedal drive um 
I would quit fishing. I'd quit fishing tomorrow. You gotta come. You gotta come get pictures of me, dude. I just caught a giant, and he came and got all my pictures. But dude, I mean, an absolute tank. Absolute tank. On the second time you got him in the boat, did you boat flip it again? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just Uh, boom, boom, back and forth. That stuff ain't breaking. Yeah, do you do you around. want to put any sort of cattle guards or anything on the side of your new canoe? <laughs> like 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 bumpers on a bowling alley. That's what we need. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I mean, me falling. Like I said, she hit me right below the knees, and I jumped backwards <laughs> trying to catch her. I mean, if I would have had it on GoPro, man, it would be. <sighs> oh, I'd be viral. I would. Oh would my goodness! Hilarious. Once you got her in the second time, did you like talk some smack to her? Like, yeah, yeah you in here now? Yeah. You didn't no, give her man, nothing. I, <laughs> Looking at that fish, she was rough, man. She had been through it. She, had a she big was old, rough. Yeah, she had a big old sore. She'd on the been side through it. Oh, dirty that. girl. Yeah. yeah. I looked on the from down in Santee, boy. She'd been through it. Yeah. Well, she had a hole on both sides of her. I think she got shot with an arrow. Both fishing, baby. Okay. Yeah, had, had a sore on both sides that was healing. And I was like, holy crap, this thing got shot and it's still eating. You done ran up in the back of a creek, found some cripple old sow up there, and <laughs> won all this money on her. I did. It she was gone crazy, back there to man. die. Blaine slamming yeah, her around the boat. Yeah, oh, let her go. She swam off good. <laughs> she, AKA skin mount. <laughs> well, they say when it's your day, it's your day, right? It takes yeah. a little bit of luck to win these things. Uh, buddy, that's that. it right there. How many fish did you catch in this tournament? Man, I ended up catching, like, I mean, <laughs> all right, it depends what you, when you say fish. I caught four bow fins, <laughs> two undersized What? Mouths, sorry, sorry. Black bass. Black bass. How many black bass did you catch in this tournament? Three, one scoreable. How, one many, scoreable. how many legal? How many what? did I judge? What? What was scoreable? What was considered scoreable? 14 inches. All right. And man, okay. I... So, so Vinny, here's the question. So, Blaine's the winner of the big bass part of this tournament? Is there so Blaine, is there a winner of the MLF style total inch inches yes. of this tournament? So, okay, Blaine okay. won his hour, which was the third hour of the event, from okay. 11 to 12. Right, Blaine? Yep. I got that right. No, From 11 no, to 12, 11, he wins. 10 to 11. 10 to 10 11. 11. Third hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. 10 to 11. Second hour. And he also wins the overall Big Bass. So his hour was worth $1,000, and his overall was worth a NATO Propel Slayer Max 12. So he goes home with, you know, $4,000 cash and prizes. And then we also paid out the top eight overall inches. So his 124 incher didn't really do too well in that portion of the event. That's what oh, I was wondering. It's where he was at in the in the total inches part. And yeah, way that, that was the beauty of the event, though, man. When I went down to Santee, in my mind, I told multiple people when I was going down there, I was like, dude, I'm going for two to three bites today. I'm, I would rather win two to three hours than win the whole overall because, I mean, that's just the way I like to fish. I think, did his phone just fall in Santee? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I just heard him Blaine, get really far look. away. Yeah. What happened, Blaine? What happened, Blaine? Oh, I'm sorry. You got me now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. No, no. I was, <laughs> I over the mic. But I was going for two to three bites, man, whenever I went down there. And I ended up getting one of them. But I just when you that. said punching, I figured it was a slow day. That I mean, wintertime punching has to be a has to be a monotonous monotonous bite. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Lane, you wild. I like I like you, man. We need to have you back on here again. These stories. <laughs> Pure gold. 
Where you live at, Blaine? I am in technically Chapin, South Carolina. I live on Lake Murray, basically. I mean, okay. I live. I live in the. I mean, ninety percent of the little town I'm in is on Lake Murray. I live four minutes from the nearest boat ramp, but right near Columbia. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's an awesome story. And, and the reason we wanted to have both of you on, obviously, we wanted Ryan and I wanted to learn about the event itself. But there's some other news we want to get to. Uh, about there might be some the, other news. yeah the future of the power hour and what's gonna what's gonna happen here so uh Vinny, drop it on us so, man what you what you got cooking uh, my team and i over at native watercraft have been working on this format slash this event for a few months now uh three or four months you know zoom meetings till midnight and a lot of texts throughout the days and we put everything together and it was somehow decided that queen city would be the test dummy of this event so they gave me the rights to pretty much the whole format we've come up with, the set of rules. And we decided we were going to run this event for the first time ever in winter in the Carolinas. So we, we ran with it and Native was watching really close and my team was watching really close. And come Monday of the event, we have 38 anglers signed up. And all the projected payouts we put out were based on 125 anglers. If you guys follow Queen City, we ended the year averaging 111 anglers a month. I figured when we said we would pay $1,000 an hour, we would hover around that number. But in typical Queen City fashion, nobody signs up early. Um, so it's Monday, there's 38 anglers, my team's getting nervous. It's like, then you know, are we going to be able to pull this off? Is this something we can look forward to in the future? And then slowly they start coming in, they start coming in. And, and Friday night, midnight i'm still getting emails hey can i sign up and we end up with 124. so our projected payout that we we made for 125 we ended up keeping it for the 124 anglers and like i said this event was a pilot for something that we were hoping to push out in 2022 and once the event ended with 124 everybody was excited the weigh-in although virtual through zoom and facebook live was a huge success native and our team decided we're going to go 100 percent move forward and we're going to roll out a new national i don't really want to use the word series but a new national series next year and we're going to host five of these events across the country next year Boom. with uh and there it is with the same format that you saw here this weekend in, in the carolinas so it's pretty small there on the bottom but in early april we're going to have an event in california I'll let you all run with the comments on California tomorrow, I guess. In late April, we're going to have another one here in the Carolinas. It'll be both Carolinas. In June, we'll have one up in Michigan. In July, we'll have one in Washington State. And then in fall, we'll have one in Pennsylvania. And I'll let you guys just take a guess where that Pennsylvania might be. But we are looking at no limit events, 14-inch limits. Four, I'm sorry, 14-inch keepers. Featuring the Power Hour, and this is all presented by Native Watercraft. And Native is going to give three Native kayaks, Native Watercraft kayaks out at each event. So we're sticking with the $100 entry fee. And um, we have projected payouts based on 125 anglers laid out, and I can share that with you all as well. And uh, we're pretty excited about it. And after seeing what happened this weekend, I'm personally very excited about it. What does – so So what's the 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 – tournament itself like what was the payout for first place in the in the overall inches tournament thousand dollars 
Okay, so a thousand is pretty much the number across the board. Like that's a thousand per hour, a thousand to catch the most inches. You have kind yeah, of have if a choice. We hit that one twenty-five. That's the goal. He went home with a, a Native Watercraft Slayer Max Ten and a thousand dollars. He had only twelve keepers. We ended up having a, a pretty slow day across the Carolinas. It was seventy-eight degrees. I was expecting to judge a thousand fish. I only judged one hundred and ninety-five fish. He had 12 scorable fish for 181 inches and some change. And he ended up winning by about 50 inches. Second Damn. place went home with $750. And he had in the one third. That's uh, crazy. Let me ask you this on the power hour, Vinny. Uh, is it 1000 per hour to the winner? That's it? There's no, there's no uh, payout like to a second big bass of the hour. It's just winner take all per hour, right? So at the moment, yes, it was $1,000 to the biggest fish per hour. Um, it was brought up in some of our recap. I put a, a, a little survey out Sunday saying, hey, we had a great event. What would you change? What would you like to see? No wrong answer. And that actually was brought up, the ability to pay out a second big bass, maybe a third big bass per hour. A lot of that comes with support and sponsorship, right? If we can bring in the dollars, then – it's easy to add spots to pay out. So we can talk about that as a team moving forward. But here at the moment, it is power hour for the biggest bass of the hour. How's this going to work in other states as far as eligible water goes? Still to be determined with a few states. I will go ahead. I can speak on my event personally. Um, a few things are still getting worked on in other states as far as permits. And as far as venues and, and things of that nature on the director side of it. Uh, so I will, will any of them be single bodies of water or will they all be multiple bodies of water? Put an asterisk next to this. But yes, there should be some single bodies of water as well. Tentative. And I'll be honest, you know, I can I can speak freely. My original plan for 2022 was I was going to do two bodies of water. I was going to do the infamous Spotted Bass Lake Norman and the, the giant one bite per day Santee 24 incher and give guys an opportunity to fish both. But after the success of what we saw this weekend with anglers visited 15 out of the 16 eligible lakes. So that tells me that they like the multi-lake format. If everybody would have went to Santee, I think we would have had a done single lake. But 15 out of 16 had anglers check in and money came from numerous lakes. I think it ended up being five or six different lakes. So I, I am going to move forward with the multi-lake format. I'm actually going to – my schedule next year for Queen City is 18 different bodies of water. So we're going to use 18 different bodies of water next year, and we're going to span further east into North Carolina, opening up two more really, really well-known bodies of water for big fish, um, Jordan Lake and Falls Reservoir. So you guys probably all know Jordan from MLF and national recognition. So we are venturing over to Jordan as a club next year. Therefore, it will be open for the power hour. No limit event. How many kayak anglers roughly are in Washington? <laughs> are there 125 in Washington total? Yes. Our, our director there is feeling pretty good that he can hit the triple triple digit mark what are their what are their local clubs run up there do you know i could not answer that off the top of my head do they have a local club up there they do seriously okay they do. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying that's so shade either Vinny. i've That's just fine. never you know what i mean i've never heard much out of the 
Northwestern. The, I th- to me, Washington stuck out as number one. Are there a lot of, I don't know, are there a lot of kayak anglers in the area to support it? And then California, are they going to show up and participate? Like that's the biggest question mark in, in the state of California is will they show up? Pennsylvania, those guys always show up. I'm positive they'll show up for that event. Michigan, I'm sure you'll see guys just tearing up St. Clair for this one. That I one's going like. to be wild. That one's going to be wild. I think that one. Will, I think that one will be good to watch. It's the west, the western stuff that that so, you're gonna you're gonna tell us. This will be a great test on a national scale of who shows up for stuff and who doesn't. So California, don't fall on your face in this event again, please. Maybe, so, maybe and the multi water. That obviously, you know, I see all the stuff that gets spoke about on kbn and the west coast and this and that you didn't so, even know i was a host on kbn Vinny. don't even don't even come out here with that stuff now i missed one tag in my seven years of one tag hey, oh we, you said oh are you on tonight i'm here every night Vinny, i sleep we brought, here we brought ryan back just for the show just for oh my it, Thanks. next time just let me know if he's gonna be um these ca- oh, okay well if it's a monday <laughs> and and there's still oxygen i'm gonna be here yeah he's gonna be, he may not be in that he may be in Memphis or Georgia somewhere, but he's going to be on the show. <laughs> I may not be in this setting. I will be alive <laughs> here somewhere. Um, so one of the things I'd like to add is that the directors of each of these events are directors of their current tournament series and well-known Native Watercraft pro staffers that have been around for a really long time. So these events are not going to just be put on by somebody who's jumping in the game. We have a, a pretty strong team that's heavily involved. And as we move forward and those events get created on Tourney X and are promoted through the native website, those directors will be announced as well. Um, Anybody in those regions of the country, you might know who your native rep is. Lunch money, I'd imagine you can guess. I don't know anymore, (laughs) cuz. I ain't seen one in a minute around here. The... uh... (laughs) You know, I think it's cool, man. It's creative. It's not just another national series or national set of events dropping. It's it's outside the box, a little bit different. So, you know, I think it's it's gonna you know fill a, a new not a void, but fill a new new niche in the sport. So I, I'm looking forward to see what happens with it. Uh, we've got you know, some questions, man. Uh, one is, are motors allowed? Uh, this will be a man powered series in 2020. Man powered series. All right, so we got two two man powered series now. Um, I will say one thing. We have done our absolute best to avoid all national schedules. Uh, Obviously, you guys know I work with the Hobie Bass Open Series a little bit here with Queen City. So we're not going to schedule around Hobie. We're not going to schedule around KBF. We're not going to schedule around Bass. We've done our best to spread them out across the nation on different weekends. And if they are on the same weekend, it's, you know, 15, 20 hours away. So. We're trying to sneak in and give guys an opportunity to do something different and hopefully have some fun. We will not have a culminating event in 2022. It'll just be five standalone events. James Snyder has done heard that you're running an event in California. He wants to know if Blanchard's the tournament director. He's about to go start kicking doors in, son. You done messed up. (laughs) Came to his turf. James, cutting throats, boy. Delta times two. Not Blanchard. (laughs) Hmm. Be quiet, right. Billy Bowden. Billy Bowden throwing, <laughs> throwing comments at you, Ryan. What are the questions we got up here? Uh, asked about motors. Where Somebody asked about where the five locations are again. Let me throw that graphic back up. Yeah, you can put the banner back up there. Uh, Cali, Carolinas, Michigan, Washington, and Pennsylvania. Yep. Is Washington like a sneaky good place to catch bass, or what's what's the deal up there? Do you know? Lincoln. Yeah, I, I don't. 
I don't have much experience up in. I've never been to the West Coast myself, so I. Can't I know there's like a legit smallmouth river up in Oregon, but I don't know about Washington. So. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Um, I was going to ask you about the strategy of this these hourly tournaments because, like Blaine, you threw that twenty four hour or twenty four incher up in your hour, one year hour, and overall, obviously. But how much? Uh, strategy goes into when you submit your fish do you find people holding fish will people hold fish is there somebody in blaine's hour that could have won a different one if they would have waited and submitted how, how does that work uh so blaine you can talk about your strategy for the day if you want and then i'll talk about the directing side of that question well, let, let me okay. tell you something blaine didn't have no strategy he about kicked himself in the <laughs> <laughs> blaine threw the fish back three times before he got a picture of it. Oh, I, know, I, know. Yeah, I knew i was gonna get crap for that but i gotta be honest i, I love it him. If I will be on this page, I know I'm going to get crap for something. Uh -huh. But, uh, no, I mean, like I said, with the multiple ways to go about it, I mean, in my head, if I got three big bites throughout the day, that was going to be that was gonna be the, the place to win the most money. So I knew the way to do that was to flip. And, I mean, that's just the way I know to catch big fish. And going to Santee, you're, you're a castaway from the fish of a lifetime at any moment. Um that place is awesome. It really is. It's fishing in the swamp and like uh, holding holding fish. I'll let Vinny get on to that because I won't answer that for him. But he had the leaderboard off the whole time so nobody could see anything. Ah, oh, that's okay. smart. Uh, Blaine, are you going to fish the BOS on Santee? Uh, yeah. Now that I okay. actually have a little extra money for a pivot drive. Boy, boy, just want his entry fee right yeah, here. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a uh, pivot drive for my boat so I can fish more of the uh, Point City stuff this year. Time out. Ta whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. Please stop. You just won a Slayer Max Propel, correct? I did, yeah. And you're going to get a pivot drive? I am. I know. Son, come on fix, now. Can't fix them. Yeah. No, bro. Listen, I like. I like. I don't know you, but I like you. I like yeah. your stories. I like the way you operate. You do not want to get a damn pivot drive. I, I'm. I, let me save you some trouble. Paddle that thing. Have that as a side boat. Put a motor on it. Whatever. You do definitely want to use a propel drive. That's a I, fact. I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm. I'm definitely gonna put my butt in it at least once, and at least come back on the field. show after you do that, and then let then let me know which one you like better. Okay. You sound a lot like a certain guy that's right below you, <laughs> buddy. Listen, I've been in all of them, and that is not the road you want to go down. So I'm trying to help you. All right. So hold help on, hold us, on. Let, let's. You. We we put them in a tough spot here. Uh, Blaine, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are with Team New Canoe, correct? I am. Right. So Blaine is being loyal, and Blaine no is doing his job. No Damn, excuse. it ain't his fault. They... Oh, <laughs> you know, Blaine is representing the sport of his company the way you are supposed to do it. If any new anglers are watching right now. Lie to him. Lie to him. No, the now. We love you, Blaine. <laughs> no, man. Hey, it's all in good fun. But, no, like I said, I'm going to do my best to fish more uh, Queen City stuff this year and more Hobie stuff because – I mean, I've, I've always stayed kind of out of the pedal drive game. I, I run a motor guide XI3. I fish, uh, I run a KBF affiliate club or help run a KBF affiliate club. And, you know, motors are usually my forte. I mean, I even work on them on the side for a living. And uh, But going and dropping it and getting to paddle all day and being able to cash a check, man, it's it, it opens your eyes. If you're not willing to drop a motor to go cash a check like that, I mean, there's something wrong with you. 
So we mentioned you guys were talking about ROI before we jumped in. Um, this entry fee was a hundred bucks, and Blaine drive, drove about an hour, and some anglers drove literally, you know, ten minutes to their ramp to turn a hundred into what could have been multiple thousand dollar hours is is really what makes this event special, in my opinion. So, you know, I love that he turned his hundred into a three thousand dollar kayak and a thousand dollars cash. I think that's an amazing ROI for a half a tank of gas. That's like so, what Ryan does with his cryptocurrency. Same thing. Pretty much. 10x boy <laughs> goes 10x i could buy a bottle of vodka with my cryptocurrency <laughs> <laughs> Shit, oh yeah that, that, that's amazing man yeah uh, any more questions from anybody watching uh before we wrap things up here in just a minute uh what a great show tonight man tom was awesome then you guys came on blaine with his unbelievable story uh, and, and i'm, I'm kind of excited to see how this new format goes Vinny. well done Can man. i give Everybody. a two second shout out to tourney x real quick Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the, so your we'll question, say. your question about oh, people holding fish. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go. You know, we we left the leaderboard completely off of this entire event to really discourage discourage anglers from even thinking about that. I don't want someone to catch a twenty and a half at eleven fifty eight, look at the leaderboard and see a twenty one, and then hold that fish for the next hour. Uh, we we decided to leave it off completely. Nobody knew a thing until eight p.m. when we went live on Facebook and Zoom. And Dwayne and I have been in many, many conversations, and we're going to write some programming in Tourney X that we can have the leaderboard active and show your total inches, but have no breakdown of fish. So it won't, it won't give any intel as to who has what in what hour. And as far as if they did gamble and try to submit a fish early in an hour or hold it until late in the hour, we did time caught, not time submitted. And... I think that was a big thing for people on Santee that had no service that were concerned. Hey, you know, are all my fish going to go into the final hour and give me a chance to not win multiple hours? But we did time captured, and it, it was awesome to see eight different anglers win eight different hours worth of $1,000 money. Okay, time captured. So the time the picture was taken is what mattered, not when it was uploaded. All right. Yes. Fair enough. I like that. I, I want to ask you a question before we get out of here, Vinny. Uh, you know, obviously you run Queen City, a, a very big, you know, local, regional, however you want to describe uh, that club. How do you feel about sandbagging, and and what are your thoughts on putting in maybe some sort of rule uh, to maybe try to prevent sandbagging it at some point? I don't think right now cell phone signal wise we're there yet but apparently elon musk has developed a tesla phone that has service everywhere so if that were an option do you think there would be room to implement something like that where you had a certain amount of time to get your fish submitted so i i would rather see it kind of the opposite i would like to see an incentive for getting your fish in early rather yeah. than a penalty for nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying, but some, something so, to make people not sandbag, basically. If we could get a sponsor to say, hey, you know, if you put your fish, all your fish come in within the 20 minutes you catch it, or first limit submitted wins an extra 100 bucks, you know, something like that. Uh, first fish of the hour that comes in win X, X amount of dollars. So incentive-based, yes. I personally, as a competitor... I don't understand sandbagging. I don't understand the people who wait until the leaderboard goes off to submit their fish. That should never affect a competitor's mindset. I'm out there fishing hard for eight hours, 
trying to win the tournament every minute of every hour. And that's any event, you know, whether it's a regular Queen City event, um, a Hobie event. I didn't get it. I didn't fish the No Limit event. But I'm never going to be like, oh, well, the leaderboard says this. I should do this. No, you, you go fish and you try to win. But I, I'm either one of two ways. I'm either I'm catching them and I want to submit as fast as I can to get in people's heads. Or I'm getting my ass kicked and I don't submit until I get my fifth fish. Like, it's one of the two. Like, if I'm catching them, I want you to know I'm catching them. I want yeah. you thinking about me catching them the whole damn time. Every cast mm-hmm. you make, I want you to be like, oh, Lambert's on them. That's what I want people thinking. That's why I do those Instagram story updates. Like, oh, man, he's 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 smashing right now. It's a chess yeah. chess game. Yeah, chess and, I, and I agree with all that. I do understand the people who don't submit a limit of 12s. You know, if it's 8 a.m. and you smoke them on top in the morning and you have 60 inches, you know, I understand not submitting those. But if you're sitting on 20s all day and, and you wait until 5 p.m., I just – I don't like that as a director. I, I don't do it as a fisherman. Those are my two cents. Yeah, and, you know, there's something to be said. I know on the bass side of things, on the bass boat side of things, like the score tracker, they pu- they push those pros to weigh in and upload that thing. And I know that's not official, but they want them to do that because people are watching. And of course. The only way we have to watch is Tourney X or iAngler or whatever it is. So – if people aren't uploading and nothing's happening on the leaderboard, will people stop checking it? But when things are hot and heavy, like at the national championship, when Guillermo and Cody were going blow for blow back and forth, uh, or last year at the championship or the TOC, whatever, everybody's refreshing that every five seconds, and that only works when people upload. Yep. And I you're watching, you're watching that kind of stuff. Like you were watching, like in the TOC, like you know Ron Champion and and Matt Millard, like going back and forth, and then you know. <laughs> It was the most beautiful heartbreak I've ever seen, but Marshall just making this freaking massive power move in the last five minutes, and the only thing he has to go off of is is what's been uploaded throughout the day from those that were participating in the in the tournament, uh, and then just gets blindsided by a Mack truck at a awards, which again was was a, a you know beautiful tragedy to watch happen, but. That, you know, that kind of thing. Like, what if you drop your phone in the water? Like, let's say you do have your phone on airplane mode throughout the day and and a fish, you're you're fishing in your new canoe and a fish jumps up and just freaking leg sweeps you like the karate kid and your phone goes <laughs> flying off the side. Then what? Then where are you at? You know, Robo like you Hawk. just missed out the whole thing. Yeah, you could, you could do it. You could do a Gene Jensen and just do a nosedive while you're just cruising around the cypress trees. <laughs> Also, one of my favorite moments of 2021. Damn, we got to do. We have to do a top ten, top ten highlights of 2021. Yeah, we'll definitely. We got that coming. The year is coming to an end soon. We got a lot to to, to cover. So, yeah, good stuff. Anything else, fellas? I have something else. Blaine, are you drinking a White Claw right now? No. Show it. Yeah. Blaine. <laughs> Blaine, you hey, are a Queen City member, me. aren't you? Hey, God dang it, I knew it. Figure. I knew it. He's a Charlotte boy if there ever was one. Ain't no law when you're drinking the claw, right? (laughs) He doesn't move, son. He just switched switched chairs on that one. Go ahead and get that pivot drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're done. We're done. (laughs) Oh, no, man. I just would like to say thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, Vinny. Hey, anytime you want to come back on this podcast, I'll be here, okay? As long as you're here, I'm I'm in. I will be. Ryan will always be here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe me hence and AJ the, can come on in March when we have a really hence good Hence the names. Back. We are co-host because we both yeah. host every week. But that's bi-host. Can we be, yeah. can we no. be bi-host? Non-binary host? I don't know. What's the name? Oh, for that? never mind. We just got canceled. We'll see yeah, you guys sorry. later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, that, was, that was an awesome show. Anything else you want to uh, throw out there, Blaine or, or Vinny, before we go? Nothing. Man, I just wanted to thank Vinny for trying out this new format, man. And uh, this was it was a really cool event. It really was. It was cool to see it unfold and be at the inaugural event and, you know, and uh, take that record from uh, Palmetto State's going to hold the record for the biggest bass ever weighed in a QC tournament right now. Ooh, so, oh, okay. We're going to hold that. I don't know how long it's going to last because there's a That's bunch a big of one, cameras man. in that club, but we're going to hold it while we got it. I will tell you that I do think it could be broken March 26, 2022. OB, Queen City, Santee. I do think it could be broken there. I, I think that is highly, highly possible. We see a 10-pounder come across the board at that event. Yeah, awesome Unless stuff, I break man. my own record, you know. Awesome stuff. And, hey, I picked the winner for the giveaway, and it was Todd Patrick. No. Uh, Mr. Re- KFL. Re-give it away. Re-give it away. So Todd, he's, sponsored, he's he's sponsored by Rays. He don't need no Revo stuff. Get come well, on. Well, you know, we'll get him some real glasses. He'll be good to go. That's crazy. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. everybody participating tonight. Thank you guys for coming on, Blaine. Don't sell that Slayer Max. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for having me. <laughs>